Hello, and welcome back to another episode of After School with Dylan Mack. Today we interview Jenna Hammond, a children's book author known for her beloved barnyard yoga book, Downward Mule. However, she used to be an editor-in-chief at a desk job and led family yoga classes on the weekends. Beyond writing, Jenna works as a special needs classroom aide, volunteers with kids, and enjoys sports with her family and rescue dog. Today, we interview Jenna to ask her on how and why she wanted to write children's books, how an unforeseen passion in yoga shaped her writing career, how she deals with rejections and writer's block, and everything in between. Hello, Jenna. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And I want you to give us the audience as well who don't know you, who you are, what you do, and like kind of everything in between that like you think is important, at least right now. Great. Sure. So my name is Jenna Hammond. I am a children's book author. Um, I'm a certified kids yoga instructor. I'm also a mother. Um, and most of all, I'm super excited to be here today. Um, I basically give that little spiel often because I go on author visits to, to see students, um, talk about my books, often lead yoga. So, um, that's, that's me in a nutshell. That's great. So I have a signature question that I love to ask on the Mm -hmm. show. Basically imagine, so I started this when I was like a like a sophomore. Okay. I'm a senior now, but I so like I kind of it kind of varies. But basically, imagine you're a sophomore, mm-hmm. junior, senior, even in high school. Okay. So, and I like to say it's a random Tuesday night. Okay. You got home from school. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Right. We've had like, are you a studious kid? Are you going home? Are you finishing the homework first, or are you okay. playing some sports? Are you going out with some friends? You know. Great question. Um. My sophomore year, uh, I played two sports. So I played soccer in the fall and then I played softball in the spring. Um, Super studious, um, but definitely liked the sports, liked the friendships. So I probably would go to practice, get a ride home, um, and then do some homework, talk on the phone a lot. That was before cell phones. So it would be my white landline at my desk. and I would probably do some kind of reading or writing homework first. Um, I'm someone who always liked school. Um, so I was able to go straight from college to graduate school for journalism. Um, but yeah, and I still have the sports in my life now, which is nice in terms of teaching kids yoga. And then also I've, I've been playing a lot of tennis lately and my kids are super, super um, big athletes. So it's fun to have that aspect as well. Great. So, so hearing you right now, what I'm hearing is like, or, or would you call yourself like, like I, I don't know what the word is, like a kid's person? I don't know. Is that the word? Like, you yeah, like I, I'm super, I'm someone who, um, I grew up going to summer camp always. I went to sleepaway camp since I was seven years old. Um, I, I, my big thing basically with like everything I do is confidence in kids. So whether it's raising my own kids or, um, 
like growing up, I worked at sports camps. I even worked as a counselor at a sleepaway camp. Like my, my big thing with writing, everything is just kind of build instilling confidence in kids. Because I think when people have confidence, they just feel like they can accomplish a lot. Um, it, it's, it's great for your mental health. It's great for just being a good person. And then, you know, giving confidence to others, I guess. So um, growing up, I always wanted to do something with writing, you know, maybe it varied here and there. I maybe wanted to be a vet at one point or a doctor, but I really always would say to my mom, I want to be an author. I want to write a book one day. And she would say to me, when you write your first book, you have to dedicate it to me. And that like gave me the message, like she believes in me. So um, yeah, when down renewal and it is in part dedicated to my mother. Um, so I just really like that. I really am someone who, whatever I'm doing, um, even when my kids have, have friends over, like really just building kids confidence um, without being too preachy because I, I don't know, I just feel like makes a nice world. And I'm curious where this like mindset came from. Would you say it was just like kind of natural or like maybe something from like your parents or other family members oh, or was it something like you liked yourself or wanted to change? Cause right. you, um, you know what? I, I think a big part of it is, is probably my parents and, you know, especially my mom. Um, my dad actually passed away when I was only eight years old. Mm. Uh, so, but I still believed like, you know, he was talked about a lot. I believed I could do anything. I, you know, was able to take that and kind of try to become the best me, I guess, you know, realizing that like things can happen anytime in life. It was a car accident. So it was super immediate. Wow. Uh, didn't have much time to really process much as an eight year old. So, um, so you basically yeah. had to like what you're doing, you had to really have confidence quick. in yourself. Yeah. You had to, yeah. To grow up really quick. You know, it was a time in the world where, divorce like wasn't so common like really like I really felt alone and being um you know having one parent but I guess um having a parent who did believe in me and and you know family friends we don't have a huge family more like family friends and you know an older sister and being able to go to summer camp stuff like that the sports that kind of um built my confidence I guess and also when I was in middle school I got published for poetry Wow. Um, this teacher in fifth grade, her name was Mrs. Doyle, and she was an amazing creative writing teacher. And I I really like took to that, I guess. It was like a nice way, a nice outlet. And I had written a poem um, called Poetry Spectrum, and then I was published. So I think that was like, I got to see my name in print. That was probably a big thing, too, that like, oh, you know what? I Like becoming a writer is almost an author is within reach, I guess. Um you know, I learned in adulthood, it's it's much harder to publish a book, but, you know, it took a lot of no's before a yes, but still, um, it was a nice feeling, I guess, like having that external, um, you know, a place that didn't know me, you know, just only saw my the written word and I was able to get published. So that was really wonderful. So I have a question that might be, I don't know if you might have thought about it or not, but so I have some friends and, you know, some of them, like, obviously everyone has like struggles in life or mm-hmm. and like sometimes for them writing is like a, he- a healing do you think you know it's like a way of healing or like you know cool. it helps would you Sorry. say like was that any factor or do you experience that at all and maybe that could have 
driven you into like liking that more or do you think it, it's definitely. not really really okay definitely um so mrs doyle was the type of teacher you could write about anything it was a new thing for me um and i liked how poetry like they're really so much like freedom of, of interpretation and expression that there was less boundaries um so i guess it was really nice being able to write unrestricted um and I definitely think it has healing power. There's certain things I write, um, not really like a journal or diary, but like sometimes I'll write something and it will help me maybe better understand my own experiences, um, whether it's developing a character or kind of playing around with like a character's background story. Um, so I think that's, it's a really, it's a great avenue for teens, especially to be able to have, you know, writing, reading very widely um, a nice connection, especially for people who might feel introverted or even if they are extroverted, like a way to just kind of better get in touch with their own feelings. So Yeah, because no matter what, I feel like anyone can always improve on that. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm also interested then in, a, it seems like you said like you wanted to be a doctor and some other things, but always, it seems like you always had this thing of like, you wanted to like help people or like whoever that was children or thank you yeah that. you know i i um i didn't even say actually in the intro i'm working part-time as a special education aide so uh, there definitely is that like helping service aspect um i i've only been an aide this past year for before that i was teaching yoga part-time um to kids and i realized like writing can be so solitary i now have a writing group and a writing promotion group women who are um, across the country. There's even someone in Canada. Amazing. So I, I got connected and in some ways we check in with each other every Friday for the writing group. The promotion group isn't as frequent, but it really is a nice community um, in both. But you're I'm doing it from my house. So I like like working as an aide or teaching the yoga to kids because it gets me kind of out in the world. Um, and schools are so understaffed right now. So um, being an aide, it's like nice that it's almost you know, it's not quite volunteering, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm in the school community a little bit. I'm learning more about schools. I'm with kind of the demographic I'm writing for, um, which is always interesting too. Um, so I like that. It's not just like the infrequent author visits, I guess. Yeah. I, my mom always volunteered a lot when I was growing up. Um, she worked as a docent at the museum of Jewish heritage. Um, she worked in a nursing home for a while um, I guess that instilled that in me and I try to instill that in my own kids, how important it is to give back. When I was in college, I taught creative writing in a juvenile detention center. It was like an elective type English class I took. Um, and I still think about that often, the, the girls who were there, because it was a facility for girls um, who were 12 and 13 years old in Michigan. Um, I still almost even harbor guilt, like as someone who came into their lives and left, but I, I really, I, I still think about some of the things the girls wrote and how powerful um, their words were. And, you know, even the ones who didn't know how to write, cause they just were never taught and working with them to read and write how, how amazing that was. So I hope that always in life, whatever I, whatever it is I am doing, that I'll continue to have that kind of giving back capacity. Yeah. And, no, I mean that's it's it's inspiring, honestly. I don't, yeah. I don't know many people that are, are able to, you know, because obviously it's a lot, it's a lot of giving from you, you know. Yeah. And I, I talked to like, and it's obviously not the same exact job, like doctors and also like therapists, and like right. 
you gotta you know i i heard like it's a very almost like underrated i guess in a way of people don't understand like you have to right. take care of yourself and then you're also like in a way taking care yeah. of others you know yeah mm -hmm. and yeah and i was also talking to another writer who said like you have to remember to like get out because like, he like you know and he writes like long 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 uh -huh. books like you know like all text and he just sits there for hours in his like little yeah. room he said and doesn't see daylight so he said yes to, for yourself but right so it seems like you have a nice balance of both yeah I've t i try because for a while um when i got into when i stopped being in like the publishing world i worked in magazines for a little bit bit and then after that when I had my son I was doing some freelance my first son and yeah I would do these like 40 page um newsletters for the Alzheimer's Association I would copy edit them I mean because I went to grad school for journalism copy editing now comes pretty naturally to me but I would just like stay up for like seven hours like the week it was due like seven hours you know it's a stretch basically of like getting much less sleep for like seven days, you know, I guess like I would be getting like maybe five hours of sleep those nights that seven days, um, which is much late. Like I, yes. I, I'm someone who likes sleep. So it's like a lot with your job and being at the kitchen, you know, and I had young kids or one baby at the time, but also I did a lot too. <laughs> it, was, it was just a lot like, but I, so it's nice to get out and daylight a little bit and be older but, kids. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, how have you been like, I'd say, how do I say this? Like, what, do you think you've been, do you think when you're like helping children, right? Versus like, I guess someone, like uh, someone else helping an adult, you, right. do you have to be more careful with children? Because like, maybe, I don't know what the word is, more, not maybe more sensitive, but they yeah. don't know. Or like, mean, like, what is the difference? words basically? you say, for sure. You know, um, like I was once teaching yoga at a camp. And I was stung by a bee, like right on the face. And I remember I was like, even just in that moment, like rein it in, you know, mm -hmm. don't say a bad word. But like, yeah. I think, yeah, especially with like the building confidence. I mean, it's been really interesting this year being an aide because I've learned so many different personalities of kids, whether it's someone with special needs or someone who's, you know, considered not like that, just like being careful. Everyone has their own sensitivities you know, really kind of um, taking a step back and like letting the kid lead the way, like seeing what is appropriate for each kid and like what, you know, being careful, like some kids don't, you don't, you don't, I mean, really in that role, you don't joke around anyway too much, but just really making sure that the kids are always feeling comfortable and it's a safe space for them. So you also don't know what it's their home is like or what their morning has been. So making sure you're really lifting them up, I guess. Yeah, you have to be wary of a lot of different things, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, bee stings hurt, man. They hurt. Yeah, yeah, that hurt. That hurt. I, you know, that hadn't happened to me since I oh, was... Oh, man, I would be biting my lift so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I want you, though, also to talk about your, the books that you've, you've made. So Thank you. my, just to give you some backstory, and like, kind of, okay, so my friend, really close friend of mine. Okay. Uh, basically, my school, we do like this thing called junior workshop. It's basically like passion project, right? I did a food business, not related. Oh, my okay. friend, though, she really wanted to do a children's book about mental health. Uh-huh. And like, God, is it hard. Like, we, like she like asked me, she asked other people for help, teachers, and like, it is hard, right? Because right. I guess some people, 
you know, maybe they don't respect it as much, like a child's a children's book, as much as like some sort of, you know, shape, whatever, novel. some big, yeah. yeah, novel, exactly. But then when people were doing it, people had more respect, right? Because it's like, I don't know, I don't, and I want you to talk about the challenges that you face, obviously, as a real right. professional. But right. some things we, ha- like, I think, like, she had was like, she's like, is this like, does this make, does it even make sense, even, was like something, right? Because right? obviously, right. vocab and stuff like anyways yeah so sorry to ramble i just wanted to yeah, no i get it um, i have the yeah, respect definitely for what it takes but yeah it's real well you know what the thing is is it's very difficult to get published it's very it's a very like mo- a lot of people in this world say oh i want to write a book or i have a book in me or you know there's a million ideas out there the problem is many of the ideas have been written about how can you make it your own um, how can you get the right person to see it at the right time? Um, I'm just someone who creative writing comes much more, it's, it's much more fun, enjoyable to me. And it's even like I worked for, um, the newspaper at university of Michigan when I went to school there and I was writing editorials more than I was writing like the news stories because I kind of like the, like the cushy intro, you know, I, I like to pull like look at a fact and and look at the other side of it. Um, Same thing, like when I I went to grad school at NYU and writing the news stories, it was much more fun for me to write the feature stories, right? So um, my first book is Downward Mule. It's the first book that is yoga and a story. So I was like, so it has yoga poses within it, but you also can just read it like a normal children's book. And um, I... I had other ideas, but like, and you know, one editor who actually wrote me back from Penguin was like, okay, there's a million books about the seasons or there's a million books about farm animals. So I I was kind of like, okay, what, what can I do that's fresh? And I had this yoga certification um, and yoga was becoming so popular among kids at the time. Yeah. This was, this was published in 2017. Yeah. Um, So that's why I think it really took like an agent really liked that. Um, and it's a pretty interesting story. Basically, I was working at a magazine and I was asked to write a, an article on this yoga studio. It was called the Leahy Yoga. It used to be on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And the woman who owned it, Cammie Evans, said to me um, the reason she opened it was because her daughter walks because of yoga. She said that her daughter had a stroke in utero and um, it's super rare. And they tried all these physical therapies. They tried medication. They tried all these different modalities. And then yoga had gotten her daughter to crawl and the yoga teacher was moving away. So Cammy herself got certified. She fast forward, she opened her own yoga studio. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I, everything is now going to the internet. I'm going to stop working for magazines. I'm going to open a yoga studio of my own. I will teach yoga. So I used to work (laughs) during the week, you know, writing articles. And then the weekends I would like do kids birthdays and like teach yoga at birthdays and, you know, do, I did a family yoga class on the Upper East Side for ages zero to five. So Um, actually, yeah. I had that like, you know, in my wheelhouse and then I have kids that, you know, stopped teaching yoga. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to use that and I'm going to use the writing. So moral of the story is you kind of never know where life experiences will like come into play. Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe, you know, I think a big thing in life is like sometimes we do certain things and it's like, oh, I just wasted all this time doing this or I took this whole class I got a whole certification on something why did I do that I'm now you know working in a museum 
whatever, whatever it is in life, but like you never know when it can help, right? Whether it's connecting with someone or um, just building your like character or in terms of like, maybe it will inspire a book. Um, so I really liked, I liked that. And then it was many, a few years later, um, actually this past year, these two books in June both came out, um, Dream Pancake, so we have a house in Montauk, a trailer in Montauk, and looking at the moon one night, I was like, wow, it looks like a pancake. And it's a story about a girl who um, isn't really connecting with her family, and she ends up connecting with nature. And it has back matter about the North Star in the, the, the end, which is kind of cool, because I always wanted to know more about the North Star. Um, so you can really learn about that. And the illustrations there by Alejandro Egan are just like amazing. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. Yeah. So, um, and then this one is Hazel and it's about, it's almost like she's a baboon. There's not many books about a baboon. So originally Hazel was a hippo, but um, in this she's <laughs> about, and um, it's by Alejandro Echevez. He's an illustrator from Queens. He illustrated that. And basically she's doing all these things to stand out and like to make her mark Hazel, but then she ends up doing stuff that helps better the zoo. She, her entertainment brings people to the forgotten zoo. So that has a kind of like service background, you know, like that yeah. undertone without being too preachy. Um, so that's the spiel. So I'm always kind of like thinking of ideas for books. I've started so many different books, some middle grade. I've written a YA novel. I don't know if I'll actually pitch it, but I've written it um, and worked on it a lot. Um, so it like comes in waves, my writing. Sometimes I'm writing a lot. Sometimes I'm writing a little. Sometimes I'm yeah. pitching editors I, it's all kind of an up and flow. down yeah i had a question about that actually but the, i have a lot of questions now actually um well one thing i was going to touch on after but i actually touch on now is like you kind of went into it your yoga story I'm uh -huh. curious to, were you ever even introduced or into it as a kid or younger um or like i had i the first time, i still remember pretty well the first time i ever did yoga i was in my 20s um was living downtown so older not yeah i it was i was living downtown and i did like yoga at a crunch i think it was in manhattan um probably on greenwich street and um i remember being like oh wow this is like you know uh, you know that's not true i actually did it in my <laughs> teens once away with my mom and my sister oh. i wasn't really serious you know i was like the younger sister and probably not being too serious um but I remember taking a yoga class, liking it, liking the whole like mind body connection. And, um, you know, now all the time, my advice basically all, to my kids all the time is like, just breathe, you know, even playing tennis today, I'm like, oh, I, I would have been so much hotter, but I was breathing regularly. Like, so I, I think yoga is great. Um, I don't take yoga classes as much as I would like to. I just in terms of my life is so busy right now. But um, what's fun is when I do an author visit, especially like with younger kids, especially if it's in the book, like Downward Mule, right? Because it has the yoga poses throughout. They can copy. Uh, That's sweet. Because any of the yoga poses in the book are mentioned. Oh. Like the, yeah, that's the, the, end, the end papers. But um, I, I lead yoga with the kids a lot on author visits or sometimes schools just bring me in to do yoga. I once did like a take your kids to work day at UBS and 75 kids i was teaching them yoga like partner poses because they were older kids that um 
So yeah, it's like, it's a fun way to like keep my books marketable, I guess. Cause like really I could go in with dream pancake 10 years from now to a school and be like, Oh, we'll do like a astronomy related yoga, you know, star pose and stuff like that. So the kids really get a kick out of it. That's sweet. I, I'm curious. Do you think, um, do you think, yo- like, are you happy where, and this is like a bigger question. Are you happy where yoga is in the world in the sense of like, or do you think more people, like not enough people are doing it, not enough people understand the mental benefits from it? Or do you think it's in a good spot? I don't, I'm not as, I'm not as in that world anymore. I mean, I definitely, when my first, when Downward Mule came out and it was a closer time to me teaching regularly, although last year I did teach seven, eight yoga classes a week to to young kids. Um, I did like all day on Wednesdays and then private talk. Yeah, um, I'm not doing that as much right now. It's still like so my Instagram feed is still has like a lot of the the mind body people and the yoga some yoga studios from around the world that have done things with my book as like a giveaway. You know, I still follow those people. I haven't been on Instagram as much lately. Um, but so I'm I'm not like I, I feel like I'm not really like an authority on it any you know right now um so i i think if you do yoga that's great i would never be like a preachy person about it you know yeah. <laughs> however but- you do you do right so i have a question about that um <laughs> even things with like and this is not obviously not even co- close to things you do but like even for me when i'm writing an essay for something i i i think most people do i don't know what it's called i think someone didn't like when I said it was called like writer's block or like oh, uh-huh. inspir- inspiration right, troubles. Right, so right. <clears throat> what I've heard from you about these books is like, it, like you, I don't like you, you picked it up from like something you did. Right. Yeah. But like, I are, did, yeah. I saw. are you, but I bet, or are you, are you actively looking and like observing or like looking for inspiration or when you need inspiration, mm-hmm. like what, what, like what tips um, do you have for like our fellow writer audience? You know, like, so for I anything, have, I guess. right. I have like a running list on my phone and my notes of like, there's probably about like 61 different ideas right now. I haven't actually been writing them down as much, but every so often I'll get an idea and I'll write it down. I'll research it. If it, if it's really striking to me or I'll like start a blank doc on my desktop as like a reminder. Um, I'll talk to my kids about it sometimes to see like if it strikes a chord they might give me like a another avenue to approach it. Um, so, you know, and, and again, like, yeah, Googling, like to see what else is out there. Like my, my older son, when we used to walk to school in the city, we would bounce ideas around. Like we would say like, oh, imagine if kids ruled the world, what that would be like, what a pizza place would look like. What are this? Would, did, you know, did they get like, your creative genes? Like that must be a book. And like, there is a book like that, but there's oh, always, wow. Really? Yeah. There's always <laughs> a way to put a new spin on it. Um, I guess it's not so much I'm like trying to, fi- I, I think I just have that kind of like mind that's always might look at a piece of art. Bless, and get it. Bless the I'm not, I, you know, while I'm was good at math from maybe studying a lot, I'm not like that. I'm, I have a terrible sense of direction. That's for sure. I'm not <laughs> So I'm more like the creative, you know, the ideas kind of come to me, whether or not they make sense to everyone else is one thing. But yeah, the ideas kind of just, it's fun for me to play around with them. And yeah, it seems like your 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 kids also have got the creative, creative yeah. genes in them. Yeah. 
fun. You can bounce bounce back and forth with them. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious though if you ever if you ever thought about writing like novels. Like are you? What'd you say? Like sorry, novels. Like ever, like like you know. I guess the whatever what, what like right. famous novels are there? I don't know. Like Harry Potter is that even a novel? Or is that children's books? Anyways, you know textbooks or have you always? Right. Or do you think you want to stay with um? Oh um, so I've I've toyed with writing longer books. I think having the editing background, it's sometimes hard for me not to keep re like editing what I've written. So for a picture book manuscript, which is like a children's book, right? It's so much shorter. Like children's books today are about 500 words. So to, to keep editing it is fine. But like if when you're writing like books that are thousands and thousands of words, I tend to get like slowed down how much I'm actually writing rather than re-editing things. Um, I think though, at some point I will, I will, finish a middle grade book um or two and whether or not they'll get published is one thing but i i have started some that i do really like um plane rides are excellent for that for me i tend to um bring my laptop when we go away and just write um especially now that my kids are a little bit older and they can entertain themselves um that's really where i get most the best writing done so maybe you just need to book a really big trip <laughs> like a long long trip yeah yeah long yeah trip. but i'm also curious so my my friend she was writing a children's book mm -hmm. you know it was like you know what i mean like, it wasn't gonna be published or anything but it was like it was for school right. and her thing was supposed to be like mental health uh-huh um and i bet you put in lessons to your to your books mm-hmm do you have to be like like how do you do that without obviously like I guess I don't know the word is like overdoing it or yeah, like making it too complicated yeah. yeah or make it too comp yeah I definitely always like to have some kind of um lesson it was interesting so my Hazel was published by AM Inc and the the editor who worked on it with me we went back and forth a little bit about a lot toward the end you know like I really didn't want to like spell out the like giving back aspect. I wanted kids just to kind of get it um, and see it. Um, so there was like a fine balance with that, with like making sure the illustrations conveyed how much like the zoo became a prettier, happier place by like the giving back spirit without like saying like, and now the zoo is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see the progression from like the muddy water to more beautiful. Um, like it's probably the best way, though. Naturally, they realize that instead of it being forced. Yeah, right. you know, and it's really interesting. So my my um, my kids are pretty different in that, like one is more creative brain and the other one's much more like literal, um, mathematical. So it's interesting. Wow, like the mix. Talking, yeah. Like talking about books with the two of them. They both love to read. And while my eight year old still while well, he can read very long books now, chapter books, um, you know, books that are. 100, 200 pages, he still, I still try to read picture books with him every um, other night, at least. And, you know, I'll, I'll get out like 20 books at a time from the library. And it's very interesting. Like we'll always say at the end, like what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Um, you know, whereas like, I'm not really, I think it'll be helpful with him with reading comprehension, but it's like, it's like a self-serving need too. Like I'm seeing like what from a kid's mindset, you know, really connected with him. So in, in the books that we're reading. So, um, yeah, it's a nice way to kind of like 
have that moment together, but also see like from a writer's perspective, what a kid thinks. And, and have you noticed or seen change in how a kid thinks over like, obviously your first book, 2017 to now, like, I don't, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if that's due to like social media or yeah, whatever phone media aspect, um, how connected kids are. We personally are not letting our son is going, our older son's going to sixth grade. He's one of the few friends that he has that does not have a cell phone. And we'll see if he gets one, maybe going into middle school. He has a watch, so he, he can. I got mine like, like, I don't even know, like, yeah, like middle school, like eighth, seventh grade. Now kids are like. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, everyone. So, and, you know, I see it even like, yeah, working when I was working as an aide, I usually was with the fourth grade, but sometimes I'm with like the self-contained classes. And so it's multiple grades. Um kids who need more help. Sometimes I was with the kindergarten and like, I see like, they know like some of them, like the TikTok dances, the gritty, the, you know, <laughs> stuff. I would have no idea if I didn't have two elementary age kids. Um, it's just, it's a different kids are just like, so plugged in now. Um, super and perceptive, but good then or... it's still like the innocent. So you have to be really careful. I mean, and the stuff online is not always innocent. That's for sure. Yeah, no, totally, totally. So I think that's a good decision. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I see them like, like almost like three year olds. It feels like they're holding a phone. And I know. Thinking. Yeah, I think but, it's. Um, yeah, I think it's good for him to wait a little bit. You know, we'll yeah. see. Maybe, but especially not the summertime. He doesn't need it now. So yeah, no. I mean, yeah, you can go out and play. You know, outside. Yeah. But yeah, I'd also like to talk about, and this is like a major thing for like my audi- the audience as well listening. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna also I'm also asking for me. So for one, like this is a little weird, but like I I've kind of recently gotten into acting, right? And obviously I'm so I'm so new to it. So I'm not one of those kids that have done I've never even done like an audition, right? Right. But I know and obviously you probably know being an actor, you're gonna get rejected. Right. Just like how you said it's hard to get a book published. And obviously right. I assume you must have gotten rejected yeah. in the past from so rejection. Yeah. How and I, I and I've been preparing myself and I know other kids that are like, you know, you get rejected. You're like, maybe this isn't for me. Or like, you're like, right. you know, right. ah, I'm not made out for this. Even now, like sometimes even I, like if I'll get rejected, I'm scared I might have like imposter syndrome or whatever. Like, oh, like, right. you know, right. how did, how did you clearly, clearly you overcame it. Right. With Yeah. You know, I mean, children. I, I go through, I mean, I, I, I'm overcoming it. I would say like, sometimes I'm fine with it. And then sometimes I'll like, it's called like querying when you like pitch your idea, you have to like send the manuscript, you write a query letter about the story, why, why it should be published, the whole thing, your your bio at the end, you know, every so often I'll send some out and then I'll get some no's and I'm like, Oh, this is not fun. Like, why am I even doing this? Well, you know, but I, I'm in, I'm in a pretty connected writers group that like I, some people in my writing group, so there's someone who has two books coming out with little Brown. Um, you know, people are pretty well published and it's interesting. Like they've gotten nose too. Like, it's just like that kind of a thing. Like you read like Stephen King, actually, I think there's like some, I read about how he like used to like stick all the nose. He had some nail and he would put like every no letter. He had like 107 or something before like Carrie or whatever. One of his first screenplays like took off, you know, his first, one of his first novels. Um, Same thing with like JK Rowling, right? Harry Potter. So I think it's just 
kind of luck a little bit, right place, right time. It's like, you know, you have to have the right editor, but also it's like, like yeah. casting agent seeing you, but it, you have to just know that you have to believe in yourself, I guess, you know, it comes down to the confidence, but it's not easy. It's definitely not easy hearing like, no, sometimes as a writer, you just, you send out the material and there are certain like packages you have to put together of all the different things for some of them, especially for like the longer works. And then you might not even hear anything. So it's like, you know. Ooh, that's but, even worse. Uh, yeah. Do you um, think? Of, but uh, a, no, a yes feels really good, you know, but I've also become. I've makes also, the yes feel better. Yeah, I, I've also come pretty close to having other manuscripts accepted, like one kind of acquisitions, big, bigger publishing house. And then I get an email, like things are really moving forward. I'm so excited. And then I've gotten the email that's been like, oh, there's, you know, a story coming out similar to this or two, we feel like it's too similar. We're changing course, you know, which is very, very difficult, but it is redeeming getting that close. It, it, you know, it's, uh, you just have to kind of keep going, I guess. Like perseverance is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, perseverance. Yeah. Do, the grit of it. Do you think there's an aspect of uh, like not taking it personally as well? Or do you think that's like something that you can I think that's away? really important to not take it personally, um, which is not easy. But I think that. Especially like with writing, like it's your own work. You feel like you yeah, put like. I think it's not personal. And, um, you know, you're, you're filling a void almost for some of the publishing houses or agents. Like, they're sometimes they're looking for something so super specific or to like fill their list it's called or like to like to have a story that's different from anything else that they have or that's being published but yet it also fits their kind of image what they're looking for you know so it's hard it's a hard balance no i yeah because i know some people with that like like you know we have writing competitions at my school mm -hmm. like and they're right. fictional and people write and like they, they're writing almost about like themselves and like their right. trauma and their and then they don't get the award and they they are heart because they're like it's almost like they feel like and they take it personally of course right, right. I mean, we're right. young kids we don't really know um right. but they're like oh my god it's almost like you're invalidating right my trauma right. which like I, I try to yeah. you know which sucks i mean like I, they shouldn't feel like that because that's not the point yeah but yeah I but think, it's hard yeah it's not easy i mean there's so many people that want jobs like that you know the writing, the acting, that so, but maybe I guess a, a good way to look at it is if it's enjoyable for you to pursue something like that, then it's worth it, whatever happens, whatever the outcome. Are you a believer that like, if you're passionate enough about it and you want it enough, like you'll get it, you think? Like eventually? Yeah, or? I love stories like that. Like I love, like my kids are so into sports and, you know, we'll watch a lot of the sports movies, like based on true stories. We were just watched one the other day about LeBron James. I don't know what it's called. Um, offhand, but oh, oh, there's that. Yeah, that movie. Oh, yeah, I heard yeah, about it's that. Just, but... It's recent, right? So, and it's so interesting. Like, yeah, he switched like at a different school, and um, yeah, I think so. I think if and like reading people's stories who have like overcome challenges but made it into professional sports or become you know, pretty prevalent writers. I think it, it is like that tenacity and really just keep going for it. If you believe enough, it will happen. You know, sometimes in an unconventional way, but that's that's fine, right? And it builds character. Yeah, and just um, 
few more questions for you. Thank you, Jenna. Mm -hmm. um, and this is this is a question that like I sometimes ask to people, sometimes not, and like a lot of people don't know. Um, one is this like as a kid or my age, right? Because like the whole point is a lot of kids my age, right. right? Especially now, a lot of people are like, "What's your passion? What's your life plan?" and Mm -hmm. we're very pressured like we feel like we have to know but right. we don't we, we i mean right. some do right some maybe want to be basketball or whatever or right. Doc, right. but like a lot most don't know as you probably know with kids um was this however was this like like what's one of the biggest i guess i don't know the word like forks in the road that you had right. in your life well, like getting up to here right and you're um, like wow i did not expect me to do that like backtracking a little like knowing anything like if you would have asked me in high school am I going to be like a certified yoga person am I you know no like I would have you know writing picture books even no like I would maybe have said like oh I'll have written a novel you know but and I in grad school I did start a novel that I wor had worked on a lot but you know I think that it's too early to know. Even in college, I loved, um, while I always liked writing, I also really loved my art history classes. I thought for a little bit, oh, I'll, I'll work in a museum and I'll do something with art. It was very easy for me to memorize the art, um, like, you know, and write about art. Um, but do I do that? No. You know, do I still like going to museums? Sure. You know, so I think <laughs> it's like just explore different interests you know maybe one day you'll be a theater cr critic you know maybe you won't be acting maybe you'll you know problem so in that world at least. Like, my bet my biggest advice would be just to talk to people to to get out there to see what there is in the world to explore different things go travel do all that kind of stuff to see what really strikes the chord to you um and you know to to your listeners biggest fork in the road I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's a lot. I am someone who's not the most conventional. So if you give me directions to do something, I might not necessarily do it that way. Like I might have been able to get into an Ivy League school, but I didn't necessarily follow. Like I just, you know, have the, the I didn't maybe go apply early where someone who got me an interview somewhere told me to, you know, apply early. That's just like not me. So like, I guess a fork in the road would be having challenges and yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, of course it's a hard question. A lot of people, I mean, there's yeah, a lot I mean, of, bumps I think in the it road. Was, I will say like from like my dad passing away, that was very difficult in my formative years. But I, then I, I feel like I maybe was able to channel that and not use it to an advantage, but like, like learn from it from a growing experience. Like, you know, really you some, I had to kind of do things on my own a lot, I guess. Like I had to, um, I had to really like research which schools or how to study abroad in a certain place, like make sure that I could get my credits. I didn't have like so much parental help or help from uh, like grownups at, at, in different parts of my life. Um, so that was the whole event was un unexpected. That's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and even like, yeah, I mean, there's, there were just a lot of times in my life that I probably had to be a grown up more than I, I was at the time. Um, yeah. Normally expected. But to, I think I like 
that has also taught me like I could do anything, you know, whatever happens in life, like whatever adversity happens, like you can get through it kind of. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Hello? Oh, no. All right, we're back. We're back. Okay. Uh, final question for you, actually. Okay. Um, so, I like to ask this to people as well. Imagine you're in a room full of people like me, 16, 17, 15. Okay. Uh -huh. and, they go, and they go up to you, and they're like, and we're just like, we're scared because we don't, really know what we want to do and we don't know if it's going to work out you know right. we're basically also like in the real and like easy way it's like we're scared of real life or adult life right right, right. how would you what would you tell them how would you comfort them it's a I would, I would say that um being a teen today is is difficult that um so many things are thrown at you just from like having a phone and and seeing advertisements and you know all the time like even me like it's it's hard not to get swayed like you're not good enough you you don't do enough you don't um but like don't listen to that don't listen to all the noise and just believe in yourself and you have a whole life to live and you have so many li different lives to live just try to be the best version of you without too much pressure try to um help others try to really listen to um you know, people who believe in you and, 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 you know, learn as much as you can without worrying too much where it will take you. Um, you know, talk to others, not because you think it will like give you an advantage, but because it's always interesting to hear someone else's story and, um, travel when you can to get different experiences. I think that, you know, even someone who has what they think is a clear path, they want to go to medical school. They want to go into a certain field. You never know. So it's it's important to just kind of experience different things with um, an open mind and an open heart. That's great advice, Jenna. Thank you. Thank Do you, you. want to, uh, before you go, like, just shout anything out? You know, I mean, obviously um, your book. I would say look up Jenna Hammond and, and get her books. Um, if you know someone who might have you I know. actually I actually ordered some but they didn't, oh, they didn't awesome. but Amazon uh, has been so difficult so it didn't come on time for the oh yeah the I'm sorry oh just no, yeah, not, actually you. not your fault it's Amazon yeah, stupid yeah. whatever no I know <laughs> um one of them also recently came out so it's like there's I saw Hazel hey it came out June 20th yeah. I saw um you know but I, yeah I love going into schools and and doing like the author visit thing so just be in touch that's all well thank you Jenna Bye. Thank you, Dylan. All the best yeah. to you. Good luck. You yeah, got thank it. you so much for doing this. It meant so much. Thank you. Yeah, have a great night. Have a great night. You too. Bye -bye. See you.